0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt, and I am here alongside Gav and G for this episode of the show. With so many games taking place this weekend, we took the time to watch them all for you. We'll share some of the biggest observations we made just from watching week two. We'll then give you our starts and sits for week three and recap a dramatic week two in our listener league. Today is September 20th. 2022 and this is the 73rd episode of the show
1: oh what a weekend go past shit weekend sorry (laughs) sorry
2: you gotta do it then i really didn't have any belief in my guys but we did it we
1: pulled a win out well i think we just beat ourselves honestly you guys kind of did we're just not capable to win you know what i mean like i don't know if that makes sense but like even though we just beat the Bengals and like kind of goes against (laughs) everything i'm saying but just that Dude, offense is so fucking ugly.
2: There's no motion in the ocean.
0: There's quite the no turn nothing. of events. Quite the reversal from just last
3: week. But
1: I awful. mean, last week we were great and we played great, but defensively, that's <laughs> not like our offense is good. You get six turnovers, I feel like, or five turnovers, whatever we had. I feel like you, you assume the team put up 40 and won by like, you know, a lot of points, but wasn't that. It was actually nothing close to that. We barely won, we and we get... had yeah. We barely won, and we had five turnovers, and we're not even targeting any of our young receivers or getting vertical in our offense. I mean, we were da- we were we were ready to lose there. Is it picket time yet? No, it's fire off Matt Canada time now. Switching the narrative <laughs> for a couple for a couple of weeks. This is why you never
0: overreact to week one, folks, because never. just like that, you know, Jonathan Taylor puts up like what four points, Saquon Barkley barely has a great game i don't think any running back this year, week uh put up more than 17 points at the, I, that's what the stat i saw was so you know if you had a bad running back day uh so did everyone else so you know there's no need for panic just stay the course but you know, before we get into kind of our observations from week two, we have our listener league recap as always. And Gab, oh I think you're going to be recapping it this week.
2: Oh yeah, so I, I'm. It's a really bad week for me to uh, give the recap. That's just foreshadowing. Um, but I'll, I'll start it off with uh, our first matchup. Um, we have Kareem Pies versus King Mitty. Uh, Kareem Pies, my boy G, he won uh, 125 to 70, 125 76 to 85 um that's right good, good job bruh it's a you, you bounce back one to one i like he means to jamar
1: that. not g but yeah. oh
2: yeah sorry i i call two people g here sorry g congrats <laughs> nice. jamar He's not
1: confusing at all
2: no i know congratulations jamar and yeah, moving on i think this might be one of the i oh, don't know it's the second highest total third highest total this week wow um nando <laughs> zero rb strategy winning 152 uh, against a uh, SC slug, sex slugs one twenty seven thirty. Uh, why'd you say oh, that? What? Yeah, I <laughs> I messed up. Anyway, Jesus Christ, how does he put it up with zero running backs? Maybe he, you know, zero running back strategy was the way this season. Because Nando the way...
0: Nando's zero running back strategy is basically is very different from everyone else's zero running back strategy. He he drafts the running backs high. Just they just not good. They just suck. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is wild. And he has like JT or something. Yeah, and then uh, he has well, like
0: survive it. or something.
2: Yeah, it's it's comedy. That's the kind of Nando season. But he'll trade somebody away and then get back into it.
1: What do you, What else do you expect from Nando? Right. <laughs> they complain and cry and then
2: come back, and then hit a brick week one. Nice. Uh, so moving on, we have I hate Westworld Dylan. A resident uh, podcaster against uh, up-and-newcoming listener. Um, forgot his name. Cam. Yeah, Cam. It's uh, Jamar's <laughs> friend. Untraced Unicorns. I'm sorry, Cam. Didn't disrespect you like that. But uh, Dylan won 132 to uh, 130. Congratulations. What a close game. We kind of had a bunch of close games <laughs> this week. I'll get to the, the closest one.
0: He won uh, next, by the skin actually. of his teeth with Jalen Hurts. He had Jalen Jaylen- Hurts in the last game of the week. And he just... He needed... He won by two points, basically. So if Jalen Hurts didn't like scramble for like you know that, as many that, that yards, that thirty yarder, yeah,
3: man, oh, man. And,
0: and Dylan, Dylan says that he wants to retract any of the hate that he previously had on Jalen Hurts. Um, no, he's dude, not here you're, today, but he wanted me to say that for him.
2: The hate is real because I mean the Eagles play trash teams like the next six weeks, dude. Seriously. I think they have like the jaguars and like the lions again. They're they're trash. No, they're just no, they playing don't trash have teams. The lions again, oh, they don't have the lions again. Either way, they have some trash matchups. So they don't. They're not really that well. We'll see. We'll see. That good? It's all fake. So all fake I was talking news. about yeah, all fake news. Don't buy into the Hertz uh, propaganda. Anyway, I was talking about close matchups this week, and uh, our resident. Uh, podcaster <laughs> g painful. here unfortunately lost to his biggest uh rival yet um brian, brian. uh l they it was a very i'm so <laughs> kirk cousins was trying to give g the win but unfortunately he couldn't throw another pick Although g lost dalvin
1: cook did not want to produce anything to oh last Nah, night. dude it was a dud not a single da- thing productive coming out of dalvin cook this is trade him
2: depressing. away trade him away to me so, G lost 139-26 to one thirty nine seventy four. Can you imagine? All he had to do, that one, Cook just had to touch the ball once. It could have gone for negative yards. He just needed, I mean, like, 0.5 negative yards. All he needed to do was get one more reception.
0: He had 0.5. Like, he lost by 0.5. So, then, you know, Cook-Cousins had one last drive that took him all the way into the red zone, right? Yeah. So, that's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so he needed like 25 yards like 25 yards is one point right so he yeah. like with 12 yards you know from that Kirk Cousins last garbage um, time drive I think Bryant would have lost
2: <laughs> he would have seriously and it's awful I feel bad for you G I'm sorry no, that's never a good way to lose no I, I am <laughs> seriously that's never you. a good Shut way to lose <laughs> <laughs> right, go pass kick oh, you while you're gosh. down ah oh, jeez.
1: that was terrible
2: I went, hate fantasy definitely. football, fantasy football, and re- like your team, you know, regular football. Jeez. Oh just yeah, kinda... thanks, Cav. Sorry, no. Hey, like listen, I don't You're mean so to supportive. add on, but okay, I'll move on. I'm sorry, I'm just talking a little bit too much against Jeez' d- 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 destruction. Moving on, okay. um, I g- you know what? Actually, t- we suck. We should never do a podcast, guys, because we all lost this week. <laughs> Match. Ratatouille scored one twenty-eight. And he lost to Ugly Kid, our resident. You know, he, he needs to come on the podcast. Ugly Kid, you need to come on one time, bro. Matt lost to him 157. It was like a 29-point a disparity, which is wild. <sighs> but Jalen Wadov is really coming through. And Josh yeah. Allen with the four TDs. Then Tutties.
0: You know, it's um, Lamar Jackson had 40 points for me. And I like that. Oh. <laughs> you know? Everyone else did not really do anything except for T. Higgins. A little bit of Daryl Henderson here, a little bit of Daniel Carson there. But, you know, 40 points from Jalen Waddle, 29 points from Josh Allen, which honestly, I already lost. So, you know, Josh Allen just, you know, poured it on at the end. It's kind of like, you know, a victory cigar. Um, (laughs) And that's why our kid is named now is Josh Allen or Guts. So. Whoa whoa, hmm. you got to censor
2: it out for the little kids dude that watch our podcast. So that's why I didn't I'm say Joshin, bro. Yeah. Uh, jo- just well, Joshin. Oh,
0: okay. Well done, ugly kid. You got me. Uh Team Rat has, you know, some adjustments to make. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, everyone can cook, but not everyone can win fantasy football week. Um yeah.
1: No, actually and, uh, that's not even true because Dalvin Cook can't fucking cook <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. I know sorry, some people that.
0: who can't even cook Ratatouille, so it's okay. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I think I know that person too, but anyway. Oh person, sorry. Mm. Um and uh yeah, I lost this week too against Go Panthers. <laughs> he's one of uh I, I think that's G's friend, right, G? Yeah, my boy that's Rob. Bro, he blew me out, pause. 137 to 167, 30 point disparity.
1: You uh, a lot. I mean, you just
2: I scored, scored a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I you could, you could rotate some guys out, but my total wouldn't be that high. I think, uh, your boy just had everyone pop off. I hate Tariq Hill and I hate Tua. Michael Thomas was a dark horse who shouldn't be really succeeding anymore. I hate it. Can't snap boy go away. I mean, his entire team popped off. No one scored less than 10. Well, I guess, uh, Elijah Moore did, but dude, Christian Kirk was trying to pull up for me, but.
0: Did you know the crazy thing about it is that if you look at the sleeper report, basically he wasn't even at his max efficiency. If he was, if he started everyone, he should have started to get the max amount of points. He would have had a hundred and seventy six points.
3: <laughs> if you Jesus. started
0: everyone, you had to start. You would only have a hundred forty seven points. So, the bright side about these sleeper reports is that you know sometimes you just you just have a bad matchup and you're just gonna lose so yeah you no know, at least there's that
2: it's not, no well thank you for looking on the bright side but you know i still lost and i, I hate what's his name dude what's his name g go panthers Rob. robbie his name is robbie
0: yeah
2: kill yourself robbie <laughs> what a stupid name
3: yeah <laughs>
0: we, we love our listeners we love uh, our listeners you know Either way, that recaps a yep. uh, very wild week, two in which all of our podcasters lost, except for Dylan and Nando, thankfully. But they
2: don't even come on anymore, so, you know, screw you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Either way, right now, uh, Ugly Kid leads the pack at 2 and 0 with the highest uh, point total. We also have GoPantars and uh, Nando as our other two undefeated teams. Then we have uh, Gav, SEC Slugs, uh, Jamar, we have bryant and then we have me all at one and one we also have dylan at one and one and then the o and two teams which is <laughs> g uh untrace unicorns and king midi 2023 so well, you guys know
1: yeah. my team can't go into full uh formation yet bro we're still yeah. missing a tight end just need third tight end
2: <laughs> yeah he needs yeah. to go try some new like stats you know you should new, trade for Kittle again
1: you sh- oh yeah anyway. you want
2: Kittle, dude let's work something out after the podcast
1: all right all right all right. My breaking news we got some we got some trade talks here between the two guys yeah. that hate each other yes. <laughs> let's go sometimes we love you to gotta see work it. in
0: an alliance
2: fantasy but football bringing people together
0: i mean beautiful day this is kind of discouraging if you're a new owner a new fantasy owner you're pretty new to this you've never gone like oh and two before um it kind of it kind of feels like your world's falling apart here and it's like you're not good at fantasy football everything's falling apart and you know it's just the first two weeks of the season um i've personally gone O and two a lot of times in the past couple of years and you know it's <laughs> gonna be hard of course but you know you just have to work your way through the waivers you gotta you know just fight for every little thing that you can and you just like it makes you either more engaged or less engaged at this point this is kind of a breaking point where you have to be like all right how much am i really willing to to win this and if you put in the time and the effort you scout the waiver wire you take a look at like what all the experts are saying and you go against them go against this podcast whatever right and you just do everything with like you put all this effort into it you can't actually win the championship and I think there was someone in one of our leagues I remember uh, me and Gav once they were terrible for like most of the year like halfway through the season they were like last And then, you know, they ended up winning the league just because they were so persistent on the waiver wires. (laughs) You
2: know, we actually had to change our waiver wire (laughs) yeah, Uh, Because because it was
0: based on a record. And (laughs) he just kept picking up the best guy every week. And then, you know, eventually (laughs) it just won him the league. So, you know, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope at all, you know. And G, speaking as an 0-2 team yourself, you know, is there any tips that you have or what you're looking at right now in order to yeah inspired? i mean i
1: would try to i would try to recognize a hole in your team like one key hole that you have um i really like the target players that are kind of you know on the down right now a good example would be someone like kyle pitts uh kyle pitts right now is really you know he dropped in 3.9 if you're playing ppr in both weeks week one and two right now he's a really low buying out option when you're open to i like to you know maybe just be a little courageous, you know, you got nothing to lose. You already haven't won a game, you know, you don't need to <laughs> trade everything away, but you can go look at yeah, like, Okay. I have a tight end hole. Maybe I can get that in a waiver wire. Maybe I can make a trade for someone who's not performing as well. Try to, you know, uh, adjust. I think that's the biggest thing that you were kind of talking about as well. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta be able to adjust. If you're not able to adjust and like, you're not really, you know, doing the full, Fantasy owner. You're not just drafting and then leaving and trying to just stick it out with who you have. There's no reason to ever do that. You have options to pick up other players and change and do a bunch of different things. So, you know, as 0 2, obviously I'd love to be 2 0 right now, but I'm not. I got to, you know, figure out where my best waiver wire pickup could be, what could be the next step. You know, I don't think there's a, I don't think it's hopeless for me yet. I mean, I also did lose by 0.5, so. I'd easily be here one-on-one not having to worry about this speech but you know
2: I honestly think that it's nice to be 0-2 seriously because you have a whole high uh, waiver priority and everyone has gaps in their teams right now people who are winning except for me you know like Robbie yeah, sure. and uh, Ugly Kid yeah they, they have holes I don't have any holes you know so everyone's that's gonna crazy. have holes and, that's um... crazy bro
3: <laughs> You okay, I was capping, Hill but, last week.
2: Okay, I was capping, but, you know, whatever. Listen, all I know is that being high in the waiver parties right now is a good thing. As, as they said, you have to watch out, you know. And I started 0-4, um, like, oh, three, yeah. two seasons ago, and I ended up winning the league. So there's always hope, truly. You just have to be persistent and make sure to – you kind of have to watch all of the football games to find out that one person that's on the waiver wire um, who really can carry you to a championship? Because that that zero and season, it was um, Mark Andrews. Seriously, right? You know, so,
1: you bring up a great point. You can, uh, you know, you could be the one to watch every single game, or you can find a great podcast that does it all. For oh you. yeah, <laughs> facts. Yeah, or
2: you can yeah just listen to us. Well, it. it takes a lot of the overhead. We do go we wrong. do
0: a lot of work for you. We do all most of the like legwork for you. Right, I mean, I feel like a lot of podcasts nowadays and like fantasy football podcasts, you know we talk about the analytics, we talk about the stats, you know what's they've been averaging for the last couple of games, what the defense is like, right, and you know all of that is good, but right now it's week two, uh week three, I guess you don't really know who's the best defense at this point. it's like this this is why usually I go oh and two in my uh in the early starts of these fantasy football games because. I don't really know how to gauge, you know, defenses yet. Nothing's really settled in, so I just, you know, I start my studs. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But you know, once the season progresses, you get more information as you go on, and then you can actually make decisions based off that information. But for now, you're kind of just basing it off one or two games. So I feel like the best policy to do at this point in the season, in like the first four games, um, as it were, is to just watch the games you know you just have to see what passes the eye test you know make the observations see what is going on with your players and the trends that you see Mm -hmm. in them and it actually will open up a lot of things that the stats won't show you sometimes so you know we're going to kick it off here we looked at a lot of football this past sunday this past monday thursday night and you know we got some observations for you that might be very relevant for your fantasy team so, who wants to kick us off right here?
2: Go ahead. You start. You Go, go, go.
0: Okay. I mean, I watched the Lions and Commanders game myself because I actually had a lot of players um, <laughs> involved in that game, which is weird because you don't really want to be a Washington-Detroit kind of holder most years. But, you know, this season might really change that because a couple of things I noticed. One might be pretty obvious – but I will tell you this, Amon Ross St. Brown is not going anywhere at all. And, you know, I discussed this briefly back in the offseason when we were talking about wide receivers and the hype trains. And I bought into the hype train on Amon Ross St. Brown because I remember seeing, you know, that they were using him differently. It wasn't just, you know, kind of that Kenyan Drake, oh, he just went off at the last, like, couple of games of the season because they weren't prepared for him. No, they were using him in a very different way and that was the same case here. Amon Roy St. Brown was basically like a Swiss army knife. It was almost reminded me of Debo Samuel in the usage. You know, I think he broke off a couple of runs, one of which I think went for 50 yards, you know, much to the chagrin of my fantasy team because I wasn't <laughs> able to pick him up. I was against him that week. He destroyed me, but you know, I still praise the sun God, you know, he won me a championship. He can take a week away from me. So, you know, and Goff hyper targets him on third down. Jared Goff just looks for him so weird yeah I don't know what's going on but you know you have to believe that he's gonna stay no matter if Jamison Williams comes back TJ Chark's not really in the picture at this point he's like the secondary target TJ Hawkinson though is the big concern if you are a TJ Hawkinson fan because you know if you own him he's not getting the looks that you think and it's been going on for a while now ever since last season you know, we thought Hawkinson was going to be the primary target for Jared Goff because he was literally the only target there. But, you know, it still hasn't manifested yeah. at this point. Now you got Amon Ra St. Brown there. You still got DeAndre Swift there, who they also thought was going to take a lot of touches away from Amon Ra. you know. James yeah, comes back soon. Yeah. Chemistry is so important with... Um, your receivers and quarterbacks that's why I don't think Jamison Williams is going to be that much of a threat because at this point he's still rehabbing his injury he doesn't have that chemistry with Goff Amon Ra and Jared Goff got together basically you know at the end of the season and then basically now they're starting off strong again and as long as Amon Ra is able to continue to prove himself you know he's going to stay Jared Goff's favorite target so you know I'd be concerned if I was anyone else, an owner of anyone else. But if you had the sun god, you chose very wisely.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I was not one of those people. Jesus Christ, (laughs) I really wish. I I mean, I hit on Christian Kirk, dude, because, dude, that guy's a baller. He's like, I mean, thank God that if 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 anyone else picked him up too, dude, two touchdowns, nice. For a low draft point, I mean, you might, I would buy into the hype. into Christian Kirk Yeah, too. you know,
1: there's there was a guy I heard on this Sports Council podcast say eh, that the Colts are going to suck this year and that they weren't, <laughs> you know, any good, but I can't remember. I can't recall. Just oh. Old age. Mm.
0: I mean, mm. I see Jacksonville's up on the uh, standings right now. It,
1: it's yeah, all yeah. fake news. I'm loving that's it. Why I'm the loving Eagles. it. How? What do you mean? How? Duval? Duval Nation, baby. Yeah.
0: Trash. You know, something I also noticed here, you know, on the other side of things, Curtis Samuel um, of the Commanders, back, I think last year, I had him as a sleeper wide receiver. And, you know, obviously he busted pretty big on that. I think he just got injured and then he just never came back. I don't know. Didn't care to know. But either way. Yeah, I want to you know, say he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now they use him. Almost as if, you know, Ron Rivera was going to use Antonio Gibson, what he was, you know, theorizing about what Antonio Gibson was going to be, which is kind of that hybrid running back wide receiver because Antonio Gibson was a former wide receiver back in Memphis. So they made a lot of hype about him catching passes. But it turns out they just, you know, again, did the Debo Samuel route, converted the wide receiver into running back. Curtis Samuel was lining up, you know, in the backfield, you know, out wide. Um, and he was kind of running routes everywhere. And kind of, you know, he took some handoffs as well. So, you know, if he is still somehow on the waiver wise, I would still pick him up because I think I saw some kind of crazy stat where it's like if he plays like I don't know how many um and I shouldn't be bringing up stats again. It's the eye test. But <laughs> if you have 70 percent of the snaps, you know, played, if he plays 70 percent of the offensive snaps, he has been getting double digit points every time he's done that so far. And I know it's been a short you know stint so far it's a health thing for him yeah but it reminds me a lot of what Cordero Patterson was last year he just came out of nowhere you know we all know who he is at this point and we don't really think much of him but you know he's breaking out at this point and as long as he inexplicably keeps getting you know double digit games you have to roster mm-hmm. him and you have to start him
1: you know yeah definitely I like that one um uh... I like uh, Irv Smith. Um, He's been used a lot this year, and I think that's a big trend that I like going forward. Um, If you guys watched the game, uh, I learned that yeah, he can't really catch deep balls because if he could, he could have caught it like a 40-yard touchdown, (laughs) 50-yard touchdown, I think it was, and that fumbled right through his hands. So if if, you know, it's a big thing to say when it comes to players because you don't want to like pick up a player based off a, a drop pass, but. I'm just stating, you know, what happened here, and it's a, I think a good thing to still, uh, you know, at least put into consideration is that he got that deep target and he is, you know, getting a lot of tight end of targets. When you kind of would assume that Jefferson and Thielen's getting it on most of them, but it, I kind of noticed Thielen this year is taking more of a step back. Um, and I don't know if that's just play calling with Kevin O'Connell or if that's just, you know, just Justin Jefferson being the best receiver, so receiver targets are just going to him. But Irv Smith has kind of found himself a nice little spot. I know he, had a, he put up a, a dud in week one, but I, I think that he has the opportunity, and the offense is there. So, like I said, he did drop pass, which is not a good thing. Usually players usually kind of get put in the doghouse for big drops or big fumbles and stuff like that. So um, I'm hoping he doesn't get put in the doghouse like that, but they don't really have another tight end anymore. So I just feel like his kind of work there It's has a nice floor, as long as he catches a pass. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention.
0: Yeah, commit Good night. Fucking commit. You know, zero again. That, like, I have him in our seat. In our, uh, that's just in so our crazy. Listen the...
2: Well, listen, listen, listen. That was against <laughs> that the Packers. So you crazy. already know.
1: I don't that's, care. That's their daddy. <laughs> oh, no way. He had zero week one, too. It's just not. Well, I know. It's, it was the first commit week. Thing.
0: If there were any options on the waiver wire, I would have dropped him already. And I did already, yeah. like, I already, you know, I picked up Robert Tanyan, who did not do anything either. You know, I think. Higby yeah, he had or three points. Tanyan Goddamn.
1: or Albert. Yeah. I'll take any of them over Comet uh, at this point. And I was really big on Comet going into the season. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. so. Yeah.
0: Goddamn.
2: Pain. Uh, I, 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 you know, this is just because I watched the, you know, obviously I watched the Patriot game. But Jacoby Myers is definitely somebody everyone needs to roster. Simply because he just has so much utilization. He's Mac's favorite player, and you always, you know, we were talking about this when we were picking wide receivers. You always love a quarterback's number one option, whoever they eat breakfast with, whoever's in their Instagram. I'm not 100% sure um, on the Instagram posts with Mac Jones and. Uh, Come on, man! Jacobi I do not buy false information like that. No, no, yeah, you I'm should not 100% have have. Mac Jones for the last I four years. I should have. <laughs> nah, do that, Bama boy. I could never, but you know. Jacoby Myers is very desirable and PPR half PPR because he had nine receptions. The next closest thing was mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, but I I mean like when 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 they're just watching Jacoby pop off, you know, they're scared of
1: him. I feel Like Aguilar had Nelson, a uh, out of body experience during the end of dude, the dude. He he's quarter, straight master. and I'm, I, I <laughs> don't know if to he's be with doing experience. that every week. Yeah. It's hey, worthy. come on, he's like, man. Kilo's been great for us until that moment, bro. Literally, nah, dude. our best corner. Our <laughs> best corner.
2: <laughs> if that's your best corner, I feel bad for you, son. You got 99 problems.
1: I literally remember don't have every a, time. You don't have a single receiver gap. Don't start well, I just
2: told you a single. I just told you. Jacoby Myers, bro. Nine oh, receptions my. and 95 yards, dude. On PPR, that's like 18 points, I think. So
1: you're convinced he's the number
2: one? Oh, 100%. I told, it doesn't even matter if he's number one. Maybe so Mack Mac you know, done with the
0: tight ends. He's done with the tight ends. Yo,
2: honestly, it's kind of sad. No cap, but like, yeah, he's done with the tight ends. Don't use them anymore. Jacoby Mars is definitely viable. Damien Harris is always going to be that guy. Congratulations on picking him up. Ramon Stevenson is not what we thought he was. I'm sorry to say. Really? Yeah, he's not as, it doesn't look as good. Again, it doesn't pass the eye test. Damien Harris is still that guy. Maybe at the end of the season, once Ramondre Stevens is geared up properly, you know he's got enough. But again, the takeaways: Jacoby Myers is definitely a pickup because I know he's like, I don't think he's rostered everywhere. What's his like? He's rostered 40 percent. So I mean, people are benching him. But you can you can start him with confidence. Wow!
1: I don't, w, I
3: don't know
2: about that. W wide receiver two, yet. wide receiver two, and more highly a flex.
0: I would that's highly a recommend take. a flex. God, the Patriots wide receivers. His... I mean, he only had like what one touchdown last year.
2: Well, listen, you. I mean, he's. That's impossible for the amount of receptions. I think well, I forgot what the <laughs> stat was, but dude, it's literally impossible. That never happens. Having one touchdown and he has
1: like 90 but they have their touchdown. Their touchdown receiver, though. I mean, they have what's his name, right? Hunter. Uh, um, Hunter Henry. No, yeah, Hunter Henry, and they also have Kendra Bourne, who like feels like he only does anything when he wants to steal a touchdown from someone, or I know, but know.
2: like Jacoby Myers may not be the best wide receiver. You know, he may not be like the most flashy, the mm-hmm. most he's most athletic, but he definitely is Mac's security blanket. And what did we say? We like security blankets. We were just talking about um, Amon Ra. You yeah. know, that's right. um, Goff's favorite player to throw to. Jacoby Myers is that guy for Mac.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. going to add one more here. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to, because I had Cordero Patterson in another league, I was impressed by what he did week one. But I think the thing is with Cordero Patterson is that you never are certain what kind of player you're going to get at, week by week. Just like with Curtis Samuel, you know, I feel like he's going to be the new Cordero Patterson, which, you know, you just don't know if he, what his floor is. His floor was bad this week. I think he had four points. And it's because, you know, the majority of the week, Atlanta was down 28-3 to to the Rams, which is uh, sad for another reason. But, <laughs> you know, Patterson does not get any snaps in a blow, And when I mean no snaps, I mean he's not on the field. Like, he's not in the backfield. He doesn't get carries, right? And if he's just not even showing up on the field, that means, like, he can't even catch a ball, right? He can't even block for his guys. So, it seems like Arthur Smith is being very, very selective on how he's going to use probably his best weapon other than Kyle Pitts, who he's also not using this year. So, you know, I would be very, very cautious. If you see a game where you see Cordero Patterson's facing a really good team, the Falcons are placing like a Rams style team that could blow him out. I'd be even more cautious of playing him because, you know, they will take him off the field basically if they don't think the game is close. And, and, it's almost like you know he's basically kind of their victory cigar almost in that you know they're gonna use him when times are good, but you know they're gonna just take him off the field completely like they want to preserve him he's like thirty thirty one years old right, and he's a running back who just converted into that position, so i think I think they're trying to preserve him, but that doesn't bode well for opportunities in fantasy
2: <laughs> i mean dude if you're if you're like relying on Patterson, just kill yourself, dude,
0: hey.
2: Like, oh yeah, my yeah. guys you, are coming you, back. You can kill yourself. I'll just throw this out there real quick. One more: Noah Brown, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cooper Rush is that guy, and so, um, Bro, Noah Brown is his. Noah Brown is just, his. Uh,
3: just talk about security bad days.
2: No, dude. Listen, we thought that the um, Mahomes. You know, all last. You know, let me just give myself a shot. Last week, I think I'm pretty sure I hit on everything.
0: I don't except think for you me did. with the Chiefs. You had Rex Burkhead versus the Broncos as you said. <laughs>
2: okay, that was that was <laughs> the only one. And what happened to Derek Carr was kind of sad. Whatever. Yeah. Bo well... Mahomes, <laughs> you could sit in Mahomes, Sauten, and no- Dawson Knox. Chiefs were not that good. Let's be honest. The wide receivers. Yeah. It was a very lively just... game.
1: I just have one more person. I think you can officially cut from your roster and oh, not from I... Kadarius, Kadarius Tony if you're keeping <sighs> him around. It's been a painful, garbage. painful just two weeks of the season watching him not play. <laughs> I kept uh, Kadarius
0: I Tony and I cut uh, Garrett Wilson. You oh, you wow. Yeah, yeah, I would do that too. Uh, that's a painful one to begin
2: I hope I hope the Giants cut Tony so that the Patriots can pick him up, and then we'll have like a really good wide receiver.
0: Every time, every time I see Tony, he looks electric out there, and then he gets like two targets. So I don't get what the right. hell is going what on. Right? What do you guys?
1: What uh, do you guys? What do you guys think about another similar receiver to Tony, who's just kind of been absolutely shit this year, is Darnell Mooney? Which is, do you think he's cuttable? <laughs> he's not cuttable. Oh but, no, no, no! The tax you paid there. on him. Yeah, you're getting there definitely he's getting there one more week
0: I'm. i'm about that range yeah
1: mooney or mooney <laughs> or garrett wilson uh mm. ooh, i don't know
0: do you know why i cut him it's because flacco is the guy right now and i don't know if that's going to be sustainable once
1: zach wilson comes back right mooney has 2.4 points on the season though matt yeah yeah
0: I mean, but they paid the packers first yeah you could chalk it up to jair right so like you don't know
1: yeah, I should show to weather and the next one to Jair. I mean, I that is very fair and obviously Jair is a, a number one in the, you know, in corner terms, but I man, think the concern I could... the
0: concern should be because Justin Fields didn't pass the ball, right? If you don't even get to pass it, then you don't get anything, right? It's... And I think he yeah, he got like more throws in the Niners game in a monsoon than he did in the Packers game. But so it's the Packers,
2: continuing. dude. They literally own them, okay? That's their daddies. Did you, they had, like, a lady with a poster that said um, <laughs> title. It was, like, the ownership title is to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and it's the Bears organization. Hilarious. Oh, I said, right. like, well, I guess I, I bet didn't say found that. you so. hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Look, dude, we own you, too, so let's just.
0: Yeah, 11 attempts. He had 11 attempts. So, I don't know. Maybe Wilson, like, it, just see one more week i'd go one more week but you know if you have to get start someone right now i'd probably go wilson
2: there's always a w- rookie wide receiver maybe i think wilson has the well he should he's year. the first wide receiver yeah taking no drake
0: or... london was the first wide receiver and he's oh well, well you know too. that's that's stupid
3: yeah
2: that was stupid well well wilson is still on the um waiver wire so pick that guy I think he's 5% roster, or whatever. I don't remember. So, oh, never mind. He's 63 now, but still. <sighs> Damn.
0: Yeah. Should have been 64% for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Anywho, you know, that was some of our observations for week two. You know, if you like the segment, we might keep it up later for later weeks, but, you know, that's just what we saw from the eye test so far. Alright, let's get into these week three starts and sits here. So again, we're just going to share with you our best starts and sits. We aren't going to share, you know, each of them because sometimes we just, all of us don't have them. Again, it's a hard thing to choose right now, you know, based off the defenses. We don't know exactly what are the best defenses or not. So we're just trying to pick our best ones based off of our gut feelings and kind of just the prior last two performances. And we're not going to pick easy ones again. No Josh Allen's, no uh Derrick Henry's Can't. on our list. Yeah.
2: All right. Start you start off, Matt. Let me just
0: This is an interesting one here, and I'm a little bit motivated by the fact that, you know, someone came up to me the other day and they're like, <laughs> you know, I lost, you know, I lost my quarterback in Trey Lance. What do I do? Because the market quarterback market is terrible right now on the waiver wise. And I'm like, okay, that can't be true. There's at least one starter on the waiver It's Like, only 10 quarterbacks are rostered, so let yeah, me see Jimmy. who you have. Yeah, and then, you know, the free agents. Yep, it's a mess out there. You got broken back Jameis. You got, you know, <laughs> Carson Wentz out there. Can you really trust Carson Wentz? You got Marcus Mariota maybe looking as your best option. I'm going to go with the guy that I watched this week, which is Jared Goff <laughs> versus the Minnesota Vikings. This is a hard one to digest. That is wild. If you want a guy that you need to, like, get a guy who's been proving it for the last couple of weeks, I guess Goff is your guy. Let's erase all prior history here. Even when he was, you know, the Rams starting quarterback, you know, they shipped him off, obviously, but he was able to put up enough numbers to make it to the Super Bowl, put up a top five offense. And, you know, they say that the more weapons you have as a quarterback, you know, you probably look better, even though you weren't really that good in the first place. Sometimes the weapons make you look good. Amon Ross St. Brown basically has been helping Jared Goff look like an elite quarterback. DeAndre Swift has made him look really good. And I think he's like top five in passing yards right now, I want to say. So, like, you're trying to go for the sats here. Minnesota just completely got decimated by Jalen Hurts. And no, they're no, coming no. off a short week. So, you know. I think Jared Goff has the weapons necessary to pull off the upset here because that defense of Minnesota's was very, very um, discouraging to say the least.
2: And well, listen, I feel like. Well, never mind. I won't. I won't back the Minnesota. Up. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. So let's try Jared Goff, everybody. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That, that is a I wild ride. I could say, but,
1: you that know. is, a, I was gonna say the same thing, Gab. That is one ride I do not want to sign myself. I
2: know, for. dude. Well, he was MVP a couple of seasons ago, so you know, we're just he was he was was tripping.
1: <laughs> Wasn't
2: he? Or well, not MVP, but he was in the running a couple seasons ago.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like my, I guess that <laughs> Yeah, good. I guess.
2: I'm He's just trying to buy. Place. I'm just trying to
1: help Matt's cars. You know. Let me tell you about the MVP about this year. Oh, God. And Justin <sighs> Fields. I'm just kidding. But he is my start for this league is Justin, Mr. Fields. And I'm playing the matchup here. I like the matchup against Houston. Um, it's a shit-off. Um, not even <laughs> mid-off. We've downgraded to shit-off. And, you know, it is what it is. But I just kind of like what, what the matchup is. It's just really I feel like he can be – You know, he's not going to be under a lot of pressure. He's going to be, have the opportunity to get some runs in, get Mooney, you know, get him more involved. Even though I said cut Mooney, I don't think that really affects Justin Fields. Um, He's, you know, he's been productive, sort of. He kind of just makes something out of nothing. And he looks like he's, you know, kind of like Jalen Hurts from last year, where he's just going to games that he's down he can just rush and then hopefully you can kind of develop the passing after and that's just kind of an add-on um it's not the greatest like fantasy start but i think just for me it's just the matchup and the running opportunity gives him a safe floor so you put those hand in hand i like fields this week Uh, yeah.
0: yeah i can't trust chicago right now just because it it's weird that they're not letting fields throw so no, I no. just yeah I, I'll i see what happens I want to wait and see basically with Chicago you so. can
2: trust them, dude you can trust him I think Darnell Mooney was about to pop off last week with a touchdown but I think I forgot what it was like a PI or something. I know there was a play where he was about to pop off and I think something happened there was a foul on the play so <laughs> okay. I, I trust it I trust it um, right. well since I didn't go this round or that last QB round I'll, I'll start off with the running back My Mm -hmm. start of the week is um, Demo, David Montgomery against the Texans. Um, This is another guy that he's kind of like one of my, I love him as a fantasy player. David Mm. Montgomery is a straight monster. I mean, he's if it wasn't for him being on the Bears, he would definitely be like top three running back in the league, you know, that workhorse that you love. He just hits the ground. No, dude, seriously, he hits the ground running. It's nice. He pummels through. He works extra hard, dude. And this is against the Texans, dude. This is going to be a cakewalk. I mean, hopefully this... I, I'm anticipating that it's going to be a very close game just because these franchises are kind of crap. Um, and so, you know, David Montgomery's is definitely going to get some utilization. And the matchup is very favorable. And it's the fact that David Montgomery is just a beast of a man.
3: Y'all I mean, are yeah. hating.
0: Y'all are hating on the Texans here. Even though they almost won against the Broncos, which we once had as a Super Bowl pick not too no, long no. ago. And they tied the Colts, even the though Colts they should have probably won.
2: The Colts, Colts suck. The Colts Yeah. And um, the Broncos I mean, are still getting
1: I'm not hating on the Texans. It's just, you know, a fact is a fact that Dave Montgomery has been getting 10 plus rushes every week, 10, 15 plus almost every week. And then you got Fields who just runs the ball like a running back. So, it's just, I like matchups, like same thing for Fields, same thing for Demo. Um, he, and he had a really, really good week, and I yeah, just don't see a, why you would uh, kind of stray away from that when that was the one shining light, really, in a, a Packers. That's fair. Them. That's mm-hmm. fair.
2: So, yeah, so that it's a great – I would trade for him. Low pieces, I would trade for him, no cap.
0: I wonder who has him in our league. Uh
2: I'll get back to you on that. I don't know.
0: All right, I'll take a stab at it for Thursday Night Football. This is my guy. I'd honestly go with both of them, but I'm going to go with the lower option here in Kareem Hunt versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, You know, the Steelers' run defense is not there yet, (laughs) and it hasn't been there since (laughs) last year. And, you know, Joe Mixon was able to run on them. Damian Harris slash Ramondre Stevenson was able to run on them. I think the Browns were best suited for the run right now, and have been absolutely gashing opponents, you know, left and right. It doesn't even matter. First of all, if the Steelers' run defense is good, the Browns will run on them, and they run the ball really well. Their offensive line is really good. They have, you know, I want to say they're one of the in the top five in terms of rushing right now, and you know, whether it's Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, you're probably going to start Nick Chubb. First of all, so if you're waffling right now on Kareem Hunt to put in your flex on a Thursday night game, never put you know players in the flex on Thursday night. Never stack. Put him in the running back position, and I think it's going to be fine for you to start Kareem Hunt. I think he's going to have a big game. You know he still wants that contract. He still wants to get paid, and I honestly think that the Browns are going to try to run all over the Steelers, and I think they're going to work successfully. There's no T.J. Watt, right?
1: No. No. But he, no. But he is coming back soon from a torn pack. I'm not sure how that works, but that is.
2: I know they moved it up a couple. A couple Come weeks. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah.
1: I'd I'd be really you know confident. Hunt tends kind of... to have good games against us. I... like games, but he has at least uh um yeah. productive games. Bronze I'm gonna tell you right sound now. Sound like a hater. Not saying he's not gonna do anything. But mm-hmm. yeah. Browns
0: are averaging two hundred yards a game right now in rushing. In Jesus rushing,
1: Christ, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run that shit.
2: I so. think someone else is gonna go hunting for like some fights that game though, for sure. Per se, I don't
0: know if um, Miles Garrett is even playing, but yeah. <laughs> oh well, he's gonna be hooping hollering. You think what happens if you know they bench Trubisky and Mason Rudolph comes in?
3: On a Thursday night
2: football game against the Browns. <laughs> Please Lord, give me some drama. I love it. Also, I'm in that same situation where I have Hunt on my bench and Nick Chubb um starting. I'm going to be honest boat? with you. No, I'm not. Kill yourself. <sighs> why Sorry. Not? I I just can't. Well, Did I have Christian have? Kirk Is everything okay? Oh, well, you know, I just watched um Game of Thrones, so Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah classic. classic. I'm tr- I'm ready to murder people.
1: <laughs>
3: uh yeah okay G. that's fair
1: i don't really have this guy as a start i just have him as maybe a more of like keep your eye out on him uh Daryl williams from arizona um he just put two productive weeks together i mean i'm not the most familiar with his name i'm not gonna act like i'm like a big darrell williams fan so that's why it's not a start it's more of just a if you got a, maybe an extra roster spot and you're looking for maybe a decent running back i think he's one to just keep your eye out on for so if he pops off another week next week and then you you know you listen and you hear about him and next week he does a, at least 10 15 points again or something I definitely uh, would then at that point think about picking him up and you know maybe starting him. But this did, week he it, is playing the like Rams so it's not the greatest matchup, but if he can be productive against the Rams, he can be productive against anybody, right? Well yeah, definitely. is <laughs> well, isn't James Con- Did he get did James Conner get
2: hurt bad? Like is he going to be out?
1: um he had an I ankle sprain i saw yeah, the game yes. i
0: saw it i saw when he got hurt and i noticed immediately because i was a james connor owner for three years i know when he gets hurt <laughs> so. it's never
2: good he, he never comes back from it fully
0: i'd be i'd i'd, I'd roster uh damien williams or daryl
2: yeah if
1: you have connor that's a definitely a roster for me yeah that's not even a, that's not even a discussion
2: uh yeah <laughs> it's a great pick i was gonna pick him up actually and
1: our, uh, our league, a lot of but like the roster extra running backs. So that kind of was my kind of my whole purpose here, is that you know if you're,
2: listen guys, told you around week three or four, that's when you pick up that rot that, that gem of a, a player from the waiver wire. And he wins your league. Maybe Debo Williams is that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean our... Connor was almost that last year, right? I don't want to say his yeah. waiver wire, but he wasn't like, you know, he's like thirteen at all paid, worth his 13th round. Yeah. He... He wasn't at all worth his value, and you didn't think he was gonna be anything at this time last year. and scored a couple touchdowns, same as Daryl Williams, and boom, he's fantasy relevant.
3: Can and we just talk kinda... about? Oh, go again. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to cut no, you no, short. No. Can no, we just, just talk about
2: say... the? Oh man, I did it again. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> yeah, I just say. like
1: I like I like the matchup, even though as you know, like Aaron Donald and you know, those guys are great defense. They're kind of been struggling and. I think if uh, he can get behind, if you get behind with him, you can still see a good productive fantasy day from him.
2: So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what do you think about the Cardinals' offense right now? Just real quick. What are your, like... Because they barely won against the the, <laughs> the, uh, the the Raiders. The Raiders, you're right. And D- I mean,
1: what's... I, th- I think they could still have potential. Obviously, D Hop comes back, it's a whole different offense, and it's probably going to be more predicated around him and, you know, because DeAndre Hopkins. But I think that even then, like, you're not really rostering Darrell Williams right now, expecting, like, uh, the highest level of production. At least I'm not. I'm more just taking him as, like, a okay, he's a running back, and there's probably not going to be other running backs that I can really find available. So okay. I'm just going to, you know, on so just like a, necessity, I'm just going to roster a guy that has two weeks of decent work, you know.
2: Gotcha. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll kick it off in the next, like, wide receiver.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean, really I'm gonna go with the guy who scored a couple of hair touchdowns again last oh. week. It's it's a pretty probably a hard one to get unless you have one of the um, top spots on your waiver wire. It's gonna be uh, Garrett Wilson, rookie from New York, Ohio State rookie. You know they can produce receivers. Um, I really like. <laughs> I, I just really like the that the, the, he's got Joe Flacco there. Even though he might not be there for the long term, because <laughs> eventually Zach Wilson's coming back, right? It might be this week or next week or whatever. But yeah, man, Flacco Flacco can pass, and he's you know no no not shy of just throwing that shit around and losing his game, and then coming back in the fourth quarter and just you know having a miraculous comeback like that. That's just what Flacco does, right? Elite quarterback, but. Yeah, I mean, he had a pair of touchdowns already, and you know that that's kind of what Jamar Chase did last year when he broke out. He's just kind of not saying he's next Jamar Chase, but rookie receivers tend to just break out once and never look back. So I think that he could be the big big rookie receiver for this year. Hop on the train now. I 100% yeah. agree. And if Zach Wilson is at all decent, like I feel like he should only go higher. I, I hope have to root against
0: that's him now. I have to root against him now if I don't get him.
1: Wilson squared.
2: I hope that I, th- I hope that happens. Ooh, Straight interesting. Up. That's a good one. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I my pick for wide receiver. This is gonna sound wild, and I always have hot takes for you guys. You already know what I do cooking out here. Oh, <laughs> my start of the week is Sterling Shepard. Okay, and listen, listen, Ooh. listen. Ooh. Let me just hear me out, okay? This is we're always talking about. Listen. It's hard. <laughs> it's always with re- with quarter with wide receivers. You kind of want the security blanket. We were just talking about it. We keep saying it. We're going to repeat it over and over again. Security blanket. They eat in the morning together. Okay. Then Sterling Shepherd is definitely that guy that Matt, um that Daniel that's J- his name Daniel Jones loves yeah. <laughs> to throw to. I mean Sterling Shepherd. I think last week against Carolina, he had the most targets I think out of the team. And so that's with um you know uh Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony there which is wild he even have a touchdown and he had like Kenny
0: Galladay doesn't count anymore. He
2: doesn't, he doesn't you, exist. dude but you were so high on him. No I was year. not.
0: <laughs> I, I could have sworn people you. not to draft him last oh. year.
2: <laughs> well anyway yeah and this is like I'm not going to say anything crazy the Giants are you know they're kind of looking up there I don't know dude maybe you want to get that guy but Sterling Shepherd is on the waiver wire He's not rostered at all. And if he is, you guys are some lethal killers, and I love you guys. Sterling yeah, Shepard if you
1: got Sterling Shepard already rostered, bro. You're on demon time. <laughs>
2: too straight up. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. I mean, these guys have a vision. Last two weeks, he got 15 and nine points. Well, 15.10 and then 9.40. Right? That's, that's wild. And this is Daniel Jones' favorite offensive weapon. And this has always been like that. Last year, um he was a ppr monster for me you know as a flex straight up like before Mm -hmm. he got hurt selling Shepard was catching bodies for me he was really filling in when i needed to for him to fill in he was averaging like i don't remember it was like 15 just because of sheer volume and like cat targets and catch receptions it was insane so this is definitely a guy i want you guys to pick up on the waiver this week and roster him and start him at flex okay I'm not saying wow. he's gonna be wide receiver to you, but this is definitely a guy that can fill in a spot right now when you're still trying to just discover who you want, who's good, who's bad, you know. It's the third week of or football. And I already got you, yeah. you guys a golden ticket. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's some cap.
2: No, <laughs> I I'm I'm not even capping, bro. This guy is legit. Stony Shepard is Daniel Jones is no, favorite no,
1: yeah, guy definitely, to I definitely agree with that. Especially and it's that against the he's Cowboys. Just getting, he's just been getting so many targets that it's hard for me to kind of stray away from that. Just like production is there and why why question it and overthink it when it's just and so he's available. available there. You're not yeah. going to
2: get him. You're not going to get Garrett Wilson. Best next thing I got you, Sterling Shepard.
1: Right. I think that if you don't have the number one waiver priority, you're probably not getting Garrett Wilson. I feel like he's on everybody's list right now for... Yeah. Who they really want, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll just
2: throw another one out there, Sutton, against the Niners. Niners suck.
0: Wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah, let me know, Matt. <laughs> and Jerry Judy's out. So, bro, Sutton's going to be feasting on them targets. Feasting.
0: Nah, you're going to get shut down. You better Charverius stop the chat. We got various Ward now.
2: No. False. Second best Ward.
0: I just want to say, first of all, about my Niners. We're back in the bad <laughs> year.
3: <laughs> Welcome.
0: I said. I said again <laughs> before before we started recording. Um, there's only two different years in Kyle Shanahan era. It's the year that we look good and promising and get ready for the like to take a next step next year, and then there's a one where you know by week two everyone's hurt and the season's over, and it's literally happened every other year like. Welcome back. We, it's playoffs or potentially playoffs, and like Jimmy's undefeated, we're gonna get even better next year. And then Jimmy tears his ACL, right? It's like, and then oh, <laughs> we made the Super Bowl, and then everyone gets hurt. Nick Bosa tears his ACL, right? Oh, we made the NFC Championship. Oh, Trey Lance broke his ankle. So yeah, here we are. We're in year six. Uh, this is the bad year. So oh, good job, dude. guys.
2: <laughs> well, you were just talking about how Jimmy got you guys to the Super Bowl, and he was looking; he could only get better. You know, like now that, that he's was your like starter three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's your starter, can she be like happy? Hey, you know,
0: hey, you know I'm going to root for Jimmy G. You know, he's gone through a lot with the Niners right now, and I hope he has all the success in the world. I'm just not optimistic because I feel like I've seen this movie a couple times before. So, you know, I'm just I'm trying to be realistic here. And, okay. you know, I'm just going to enjoy it while I can. <laughs> he's gonna be watching the games. That's Just all he's gonna do. Enjoy be the Jimmy G show one last time, one last last ride,
1: <laughs> one last Super Bowl run, yeah. one last
2: extra extension season.
0: Oh my God, he comes <laughs> back,
1: he gets extended. <laughs> Fr- #franchise <tag.
0: laughs> He Woo! can't leave. He can't leave.
2: You can't oh, do God. it. You guys love him too much. You guys love your handsome people, and your club. Was, his, it was really it sad to see that.
1: I really wasn't, you know, not the Niner fan or anything, but kind of hate to see someone like that go down. When you, yeah, you love your club you connoisseurs, you <sighs> yeah.
0: it's depressing, for sure.
2: So let me kick it off with the tight end, bro. This might be an easy one. I mean, just because tight ends are kind of hard to come by. I think you start Goddard commandingly, you know. they the Obviously, the uh, the Eagles have moved away from the run. And uh, this has only allowed Dallas Goddard to increase his production. From last week no touchdowns yet but the, reception, the receptions are there the yards are there um, and it's against Washington the commanders who have been sucking and you know with Carson Wentz playing the way he's playing maybe I mean Dallas Garves can not gonna maybe have chance he's definitely gonna score a touchdown or two you know quote me right
1: yeah that's a good tight end pick I mean he is probably already rostered though so Yeah, I'll try to find someone that's a little bit less rostered. I'd probably go uh, Higby. He had a good week against Atlanta. He got Arizona coming up this week. Good matchup again. Uh, You know, Matthew Stafford should be better going forward. I just feel like why wouldn't you have him? Especially if you're, you know, owning Kyle Pitts or one of those guys like Schultz or something. You know, if you've got a questionable tight end, Higby could be a good pickup. Tight ends are tough.
0: For everything I you know, did at least I drafted Cole commit in the last round <laughs> instead of drafting Kyle Pitts in like the sixth, <laughs> and like getting the same production. Well actually uh, you know what? Kyle Pitts got two catches in each game.
1: He got three point zero in each
0: game, exactly. Yeah. So I guess I guess that works. Consistency. You know? I mean this yeah.
1: thing with Cole Komet and Kyle Pitts, they're both consistent. Cole commit with back to back duds and then Kyle Pitts with back to back three point nine. So I mean at least you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Well, all right. Let's go to our sits of the week here. I got a big one here, and oh, you know, oh, it just makes I sense right now. It just I makes disagree. sense right now. I love the guy most of the time, but you know, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna sit Tom Brady versus the Green Bay Packers here. Um, look, we had no. our sit of the week as Mike Evans because he is Marshawn Lattimore's son.
2: No, and wait, listen. He got skipped sixty again, yards
0: once on again. Attention. Yeah, no. and then he got ejected. <laughs>
3: well, that's because he only Marshall had 9 Lattimore, points.
0: He had 9 Lattimore. points to what? in PPR? Mm-hmm. That's
2: not well, good. Listen, but that's that's okay. He, I mean,
0: I he would have definitely that.
2: scored a touchdown. He definitely would have scored a touchdown. That's you can't would have could have shitted have No, 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 no. I could not Marshawn Lattimore doesn't keep his mouth
0: shut. He could have played the game. He could have played the whole game. He does not know how to keep his mouth shut. he decided to get ejected.
1: This sounds personal for Gav because the funny his, thing, his father was getting trash talked by Marshawn Lannard. <laughs> Straight I
2: mean, up, dude, you can never do that to my boy. The I had funny to go pretend is, is like
0: <laughs> like it's the same it's a, I thought like they had a flashback of Mike Evans getting ejected. I thought it was the same footage because it looked like the exact same thing as I couldn't last tell time. what
2: was this game and what was like the last game. Yeah. Or like last year. I couldn't tell because it looked exactly I was yeah. like a different angle.
0: Either way, you know. He's out. I doubt he's gonna win his appeal at this point because what what no. is he gonna do? What is there any evidence that shows something? What is he gonna
1: tell him? It was uh, really, re-
2: you know, you it's an accident. It,
0: <laughs> like I slipped and I fell slipped. and pushed him. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, trying to get
2: to the sideline
0: real quick. Yeah, but you know, old man Julio is still hurt, and you got Godwin. He's still got a hamstring issue. So what do you mm-hmm. got? What do you got? You got Russell Gage. Yeah, Uh-oh. you got Scotty Miller. Uh oh. Um, and you got Cameron Bray, who ain't Uh-oh. Gronk. So and you forgot you know.
1: to they signed Cole Beasley.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, oh, uh, that's
2: that. Oh, he likes his white, sl- uh, white um slot receiver, dude. Come on
0: now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna have to fade him against Green Bay. Like even when he had Mike Evans, l- let's look at the last two games that Tom Brady has had so far, right? Let's look at that real quick. He has had in a four touch in a four point touchdown uh league. 10 points against Dallas, 9 points against New Orleans. Sheesh, and that was with Mike sheesh. Evans for most of these games. Chris sheesh. Godwin, Julio Jones for uh, the first game. So now you add a Brady with no weapons. It's basically like the Patriots, the end of the Patriots era. I would not mm-hmm. start him.
1: You know, This is ugly. I did actually bench Brady in my league. I'm taking your advice, Matt. Thank you.
2: Whoa, whoa. Don't disrespect him like that. Just gotta he, the
1: he trend sucks right in fantasy he's literally getting barely 10 points
2: well he's going through a tough time right now can you just give him a break oh giving... i'm sorry gaff <laughs> <laughs> can you just can you just do it for you know, i want your, winners yeah boy
1: yeah i want someone that cares about football well <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is home. Jeez. okay well yeah fine whatever
1: and then uh, now you're going to talk about someone that doesn't care about football too, won't you? Oh, you <laughs> <don't lose? laughs> oh, yo, this guy does not care about
2: football. I told you last time he does podcasts more than he probably studies the playbook. Yo, I'm on the opposite side. Bench Rodgers, dude. This is against the Bucks, and he sucks against the Bucks. I think last time they played, he. I think it was a really low. Now, let me look at this. So the last time they played, I think.
1: He
0: won in he 2020 was the ch- NFC Championship, right?
1: Well, I think that I, was the last time they played. Was it the right? last time? I think so. I don't think they played last year.
2: Yeah. It, well, this is the set I have right now against the Bucks. Okay, this is 2020, so the first season against, and arguably the de- the defense is is good if not better now. Okay, Aaron Rodgers against the Bucks had a 35 um, percent uh, rating. Okay, he had 160 yards. Okay. And this is he, he had Devontae Adams then, right? Who do, is he going to be throwing to Randall Cobb again? You know, is this like 2011? Mm-hmm. No, this is—he had two interceptions and four sacks. Okay, the last time. This is yeah. what I have on my on my stats. Okay, that does not bode well. This is defense is healthy. Okay, and if if if, and you know these these bucks will die for Brady. It seems like it because they already. We're fighting the the Saints, you know. Brady, I don't know if, well, Brady played golf with Rodgers, but I see it that they have a rivalry. They're always trying to be the better quarterback. And so Brady's team is just going to carry
1: him over. I think that could be true. I think both of you guys could be right. I think that in this matchup, you would honestly think about the quarterback play, but I think it's going to be defense versus defense. Kind of like that Saints game where one touchdown kind of just won the game in a sense. Like, once once they scored that one drive in the third quarter after everybody got suspended, they were able to kind of <laughs> break through, you know. Um, no, I think Brady had to a tutty. Before that? Oh, well... No, well after yes. So. It was, it was like yeah. Yeah, it was three nothing at the time it was, uh, the the fights and everything. So I mean I feel like it could be similar without the fights, you know, in the result as well. I think both quarterbacks are good bench options. Um I'm gonna go with number one quarterback last week, right? In Tua. I think he's my bench just because I don't believe just that look at what, right. just look at what the Buffalo defense did to the last two quarterbacks, let alone who they're going against this week, you know. They made Matthew Stafford look like he had four elbow surgeries, and then they made Ryan Tannehill get benched for Malik Willis, and Malik Willis <laughs> is a fifth-round, fourth-round rookie or something. I think that's just all you need to know. Their defense is probably one of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Juggernauts. They just, yeah, they're just they're just going to you know pick on Tua. I think they'll probably get up early, and then they're going to try to start passing the ball, and then I see a couple picks from Tua actually this week. Damn.
0: Damn. I'm
2: really excited yeah. for that matchup. This to be a great game, to be honest. Jeez. You really
0: could, honestly. I hope it lives up to mm-hmm. the hype.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Unlike Tua, Tua. Tua sucks, dude. It's, you know, it's his wide receivers getting open. You know, you have to hit, hit them when they're open. Come on.
1: Yeah, that, that I, just, I do agree with you. I think the hype, is a, little, the hype is a little high on him. It's a long season. We'll
0: have to see. I'll go with the running back sit of the week. I'm going to go with Rashad Penny versus the Falcons. If you have Rashad Penny, I was really high on him to start the year. I thought, you know, what we saw at the end of last season was an indication of what was to come. But you know what? Seattle's offense has always been, you know, frustrating, I think, to watch. And Rashad Penny's no exception. Against the 49ers last week, he did not do much of anything. I think he had like a 19 yards in total. It was not good. Obviously the Niners defense is very elite, so you know, we have to, you know, discredit some of that due to the great play of the Niners. But I just didn't like the usage that he had out there. He had six attempts. You know, it's bad enough when you have fifteen yards, but if you only have six attempts, that just means that it is a crowded backfield. And what I saw was that I saw DJ Dallas get a snap. I saw Kenneth Walker get snaps. You know, I just don't like the usage so far from you know Rashad Penny last year he had the backfield all to himself because Chris Carson um, got hurt and basically never came back and then they really didn't have any other options so they finally started the first round player that they got so many years ago and he actually you know popped off but now it's not looking good defenses will key in on the run because they are not afraid of Geno Smith that much right I feel like the Broncos game has so far has been an anomaly and I just don't believe that you know you should be starting Penny Right now you should bench him for a second see whether or not he gets more carries again but I would definitely not look at you know playing him especially when you have a pivotal matchup right now like if you're that own two team you can't wait around to see if he gets better right now you know you gotta just gotta start the best guys you have or start a better matchup Atlanta's a neutral matchup right now so you know if he's not getting the carries just don't get start him
2: I'm gonna hop back on the uh, the train of hate. <laughs> I I I said AJ Dillon against his grandpa's really but it's it, it, it's uh, applies to both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon Oof. I'm benching both of them against the against this this uh Buccaneers defensive you know line dude their run defense is amazing I mean I this might be kind of crazy I don't know Buffalo just looks better but I feel like the the um Buffalo's defense and the Buccaneers defense is kind of on point right now they're like Eye-to-eye, eye. I'm not 100% sure. The Buffalo Bills might have it just on looks. They might be higher on the defensive stats, stuff like that, but I'm benching A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, okay? This is the Bucks we're talking about. They don't let anything go easy.
1: You really love them Bucks, huh?
2: No, I, I just don't like the Packers, if if I'm going to
0: be completely
2: honest. I kind
0: of feel like it's both, but okay. Oh, well, okay,
2: yeah. l- listen, I do pledge allegiance to... uh. The Brady, but, you know,
3: it's the
1: not Br- a yeah. good yeah, I I have my my bench for this week would be Javante against the Niners. It's kind of controversial because I do really hire him. Oh. But this week, just not liking the matchup. And I think Russ is going to try to do a little bit more with his own ability. Especially because they're not going to have uh, Judy. They're going to need to rely on uh, Russ a little bit more to actually cook.
2: Nah, dude, they got Sutton, bro. He can cook. And they're going to put Hamler out there. So, you know. <laughs> So I'm gonna stick with the controversialness, okay, with my wide receiver sit, Tariq Hill, okay. I, <laughs> I mean, I know he just popped off last week, ah. but I mean that was the script kind of, you know, it was meant for him to pop off, you know. Uh, what's his name was popping off, and so he, he got great better looks. Jalen Waddle was popping off, so you know, it opened up the the field for Tariq. But this is against the Billy Goats. I mean the Bills. I mean right now they're looking amazing. Straight juggernauts. And this will put them to the test, I feel like, the Bills, really. I'm not um,
1: worried that yeah. Tyree Kill cooks the Bills every time he plays them. No, no, no. Well that, you that only was with 14 my... seconds to second That, was, that was
2: with Patty. That was with Patty, okay? That was with Patty. Patty moves. I don't think with, his, I, don't think I could Tyree Kill. You know, listen. The... the, the, the The way that Tariq Hill Hill works is that he pops off one week and then radio silent for the next seven weeks. It's true.
0: I don't know about seven weeks, but sometimes he puts up 20, sometimes he puts up two.
2: That's an over exaggeration. Maybe like two games, three games in a row that he doesn't do anything. But this is definitely a game where I don't see Tariq Hill um, being let big plays. Maybe Jalen Water will have a, a nice little game, you know, very small. 10 points, 15 points. But Tariq Hill definitely sitting at like 2-5 to against these, I mean, I would say the best defense in the league right now.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with Marquise Hollywood-Brown versus the LA Rams. You know, I was a big fan of uh, Hollywood, again, in the offseason, just like with Rashad Penny. But again, you know, the stats haven't been excellent so far. And, you know, he had 12 points, 9 points in PPR. And it's just, you know, oh, half PPR, my bad. And I'm just concerned that the Arizona offense is looking a little inconsistent right now. And they face the Chiefs and the Raiders, both of which aren't, you know, known for their defense. And they almost got shut out for a while by the Raiders until they kind of had that miraculous comeback. And then, you know, they had the Chiefs game, which was, you know, mostly garbage time at the end of the game. So I don't know if I can really trust the Cardinals' offense right now, again, especially against the Rams. I feel like it's going to be, you know, that divisional energy, and I think the Rams are kind of revved up to kind of destroy the Cardinals once again. They embarrassed them on the Monday night playoff game, and I don't know if Kyler going to be able to do it to the Rams like he usually does. Like I feel like, you know, a f- a switch has been flipped. Basically, the Rams kind of understand how to get him ever since they he beat them in you know their first game then in the next game against December he had two interceptions and then the next one after that he had a pick six in the end zone so you know i feel like the rams defense is going to I think really the rams
1: know them. they just got to stop the run kyler murray running yeah. and then limit him to being a passer and kyler will kind of stumble upon himself exactly and then <laughs> you would hope so
0: you also have jalen ramsey you know this is where the cardinals not having weapons right now is really bad for them because you got Jalen Ramsey, he's gonna shadow one guy. Is it gonna be Ertz? No. It's gonna be Marquise Brown. Like that's where DeAndre Hopkins ugly we really for him. need him. So
2: <laughs> he's not that good of a cornerback though, so whatever. Hey, Amen. Right, it's neither here nor there.
0: I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna go with the matchup right now. I don't think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner, but I think he's good enough right now to shut down Hollywood.
2: Definitely, I I I, I'm really, I'm really throwing myself into the bus because, like, these are like big plays. You're benching for my tight end. <laughs> I'm sitting Kittle, but that's assuming he plays. You know, um, which if he does play, it'd be way too early, and so that's why you'd be benching him because it's way too early for him to produce anything. I know Jimmy G used to love to throw to him. Um, so that's definitely upside. I would try to trade for Kittle now. I know people were putting up trades. I know I was putting up trades. Trying to give Kittle away, but uh, definitely now I feel like Jimmy's back. Trade for Kittle, but don't start him this upcoming week.
0: I feel like you're um, trying to jinx it because you have Kittle in all your leagues. <laughs> this feels like
2: a gab kid, jinx. You know, yeah, what well, I am notorious for doing that, but last week I kind of kind of didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, it, and I I'll, I'll throw out another name there if you if you really want me to. Uh, just bench Pitts.
0: I think you have to bench Pitts oh. for a while, unless. Yeah, but you know it's hard. It's hard because you don't have a lot of tight ends left. So you know, you, you yeah. just kind of have to try. Yeah,
2: it's it's really hard. I'm just saying, like, pick up a, pick a Pigby off the waiver or something. I don't know. Yeah. Don't be starting Pitts or Kittle. It's hard. Or Fryar <laughs> that, No, that's just that's, that's just straight hate. hate. Yeah, I'm just joking. That's just hate. Yeah, that's just hate
0: okay one last one here I'm going Dalton Schultz against the um Giants here this one isn't Ooh. much of a you know I don't like it because I thought Dalton Schultz was actually going to be cooper rush's number one target turns out it wasn't and you know that would that was bad and you know he had like 0.8 points last week so and now he's dealing with a PCL injury which is never a good thing to do when you're a receiver jerry jones basically said that you know the knee injury is not long term which basically means he's probably dead so you know i wouldn't start dalton schultz like against and then it's going to be a monday night game like you don't have options if you're going to be able to like if he's out
1: wait it out Yeah. yeah
0: i would look at daniel bellinger by the way from the new york giants tight end you know they there's some good things about him he caught a touchdown last week so you know Maybe there's something sleeper. to watch there.
1: Deep, deep sleeper. Yeah.
0: let just keep your eye out. We're, we're trying to k- give you some names right now because you know tight end. Tight end is so hard. You bench
2: Dalton Schultz, but you pick up Noah Brown. Ben, say, let's go. Oh, Did uh, Noah Brown cut his pixel? hair?
0: Because I swear to God, every time he like, looks, different. he looks like CD Lamb. Like I think he's the guy that I I always saw. He had 85. And he had dreads. Yeah, and he, looked yeah, like and he looks like CD yeah. Lamb. And I was like, every time I saw him catch a pass, I was like, yes, that's another point for CD. Oh so no, that's CD no it's, and you see, he it's no the rest process. of his jersey,
1: and the five
2: not <laughs> <checked>. <laughs> Oh <laughs> shit! Goddamn. But he's he's putting on his best CD Lamb at like experience, you know? Yeah, impersonation, dude. Eleven points, twenty points, and still yeah. only five percent rostered.
1: Bruh. I don't know if I yeah.
2: trust
0: him, but yeah, we gotta get a deep sleepers uh, featured coming
1: episodes
0: yeah Yeah. but you know that's going to do it for our starts and sits for this week that's going to do it for our episode overall you know be sure to you know listen on spotify itunes amazon music and wherever you get your podcasts from you can also follow our twitter at bay council as well as our instagram sports underscore council to stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes we post the full starts and sits you know every saturday night so you make sure that you're prepared for sunday as well as the fact that you know we're on 24 365 so if you have a question for us just tweet at us and we will get back to you on any starts and decisions that you have so
1: mm-hmm and when you watch Thursday Night Football, make sure to bring a nice comfy pillow and a blanket. You probably will be falling asleep. This is
0: the Steelers fan who's saying this.
1: You no, know, it's horrible, bro. It's hard to watch sometimes, bro. My girlfriend, I literally made my girlfriend watch Steelers game, and that kid you not, she fell asleep with minutes. <laughs> Doesn't that just hurt your heart, that... bro? You're like, babe, babe. Bro, we were playing you guys. <laughs> well, I know. I was like, I was...
2: I'll be honest, I like cut off in the middle of it And then I watched it towards the end <laughs> You couldn't even <laughs> send <them laughs> watch it. No, I couldn't even send him watch it either It was like, it was toe to toe
1: I missed the Bro, uh, If Aguilar didn't catch that touchdown yeah. before the half This game would have never got to double digits I think
2: it would have been tied Literally at 3, <laughs> three, 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 three. Seriously, <laughs> Jesus
1: That's a sad state but of affairs yeah, well, It's only going to get worse this Thursday too <laughs> you know run up on
2: nick chubb don't always go for touchdowns never try to hold yourself back
1: wow, That is didn't work beautiful but... deep words by gab while we end yes. this episode today
2: <laughs> please i need the point
0: don't listen to him nick all
3: right that's gonna do it good night guys have a good one